This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 84 of the Wisdom by Wes's show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks-Paletti. And this is Sophia Aguila. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, Wessa, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. We are quickly approaching the contract day for the August 2022 WESA trade show, and Sophia is here today to talk to us about how the preparations are going. They are coming along. The contracts will be available on April 1st, so currently we're testing all of the contracts and each of the add-ons that will be available to make sure that everything will be running smoothly in just two weeks. Can you share with us some of the add-ons that they can choose from? Yes, we do have some general items such as the additional badges available and the early move-in request and also the booth equipment, but there are also lots of advertising options. For example, the Runway Cafe fashion event that people can submit items for and then digital advertising, directory advertising, of course, as well too. Do you have any tips for the members preparing to submit a contract? Yes. So as we're coming closer to the contract day, everyone can make sure that their WESA account is active. So if you log in online at westsidetrader.com, if there is no message, then you are good to go and you can fill out the contract online on April 1st. And if there is a message, then you can call the office to reactivate your membership. So yeah, now is just a good time to double check that everything is set and you're going to be good to go to send in your contract on April 1st. Pascal Sylvain is a French-Canadian by birth, but a Western cowgirl at heart with a love of jewelry design. In a move to combine those two interests, she moved to Texas in 2014 to open a Bijou Fab, which specializes in handcrafted Western jewelry. For those of you who have not visited her website or don't speak French, Bijou means jewelry and Fab means the same in any language. We're happy to have Pascal here today. Pascal, thank you so much for coming on Wisdom by Wessa today. It's a pleasure. I'm so excited to be a part of this today. Yes, we are too. Mike let me take the lead today. He claims he doesn't wear jewelry. He says that all the time, but so we're just going (laughs) to go with it. It's great to, to visit with you. We're excited to talk to you too. I'm, I'm going to start with the obvious question. You're French-Canadian and you moved to Texas in 2014. Tell us about the decision to move. Uh, the dream to first come to Texas uh, to ride horses, it's all it started. Uh, I have the opportunity to ride for a world champion for three years. I was still making a little bit of jewelry, but really just for fun because we were so busy and uh, after that, with the time, uh, I got the chance to work harder on my company and make it what it is today. What came first, the jewelry, the love of jewelry, or the love of horses? Uh, it's a compilation. It's still since today, uh, one cannot go without the other, basically, in my life. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> you and I should talk more often. 
<laughs> no, you're you're right. I mean, I love jewelry too, and I obviously love horses. But nonetheless, I would love to talk about when you started the business. When you started, did you start making jewelry first as just a passion, and then move it into a business, or did you plan out, you know, creating the business, and that's when you started making your jewelry? So it's been a pretty long and interesting journey. I'm going to try to short it as much as I can. So I started uh, in 2012, actually, in Canada, just because back there, you cannot do anything with horses during the winter because where I was from, so much snow, so much cold. I was bored. So I started this for just a hobby and time went by and I make that hobby when I wanted so bad to come back to Texas to make a living out of it. And COVID very forced me, if I really go forward, COVID very forced me to uh, make a full-time job with it. And when it was time to go back to my job that I have back in the day, I say, no, I think I can I can make this work, you know. And they never yeah. stop, and I never look back again. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit about your jewelry. What if If nobody has seen your jewelry describe your jewelry what does it look like what does it feel like what does it symbolize to you uh so it's been a uh my style kind of varies a lot the like it's been almost 10 years and not cover it's going to uh-huh. be that i started so the fabric uh evolved with uh where i was living but for sure the love of southwestern uh the love of um native made uh i i make a lot of uh, deal with them for the Navajo Pearl that I work with. I buy from the community there in New Mexico. So, uh, yes, and I love the turquoise. It's where I think I, right now it's where I thrive the most. Turquoise, Navajo Pearl. I love to work with shells. So it's where I'm at for right now. But I don't know where we're going to be in maybe in two years. We really go with the flow, I guess. What's interesting to me, I love jewelry too. And just recently I cleaned out my big, huge jewelry case and I thought I need to get rid of some of my jewelry. And I of course did, but you know what? I didn't get rid of one piece of turquoise, one piece of Navajo pearls. What the, the pieces that you are creating, they, they don't go out of fashion. They don't go out of trend. Turquoise has been a staple among jewelry fashion for forever. And always will be. I um, totally agree with you. I feel like it's uh, also the more, if I look at my style toward the years, it's probably not even a question. It's the more sophisticated uh, style that I work and where I identify myself the most. Probably as I'm getting older as well, more maturity. Uh, it's just a statement. Like my goal with the jury is I want people to feel happy and beautiful. That's very my goal. And, uh, yeah, when you go out, like to feel confident and do what they're gonna go do with those jewelry. And and speaking of that, never going out of fashion or trend, it's generational. Turquoise jewelry is is generational. I have some of my grandma's coral and turquoise pieces, and now my five year old daughter is wearing some of those pieces. And so I think that's very unique in your business in your jewelry making is those pieces can be passed down forever. Yes, I'm sorry. I agree with that. It's it's never gonna go out of style, and it's um, it's a lot of meaning. I feel like, of course, it's not for where I'm from from my history, but I try to learn as much as I can because 
I truly believe I belong to Texas. I was just not born at the right place. <laughs> I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I came as fast as I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're probably proud to have you, and we are certainly proud to have you as a part of WETA. I know Mike Thank may not so wear much. jewelry, but I know he he knows a lot about WETA and the relationships um, that yes. consumers and brands have with with this. So, Mike, would you like to jump in? Even though you're- yeah, a, a couple of things that I uh, find interesting. <clears throat> uh, we talked uh, yesterday, and I saw it on the website. Uh, you design uh, the jewelry, but you have quite a few talented uh, people who are actually creating and assembling the jewelry. Is that correct? Yes. So basically, we're uh, wholesale to so many small and big businesses that I need to hire 14 makers uh, around my town. And they help me to make everything that I myself design and create. And our goal is very offer like handmade, made in USA. For me, it's a very important statement and I will never change it. I don't really care how much money I can make more to be exporting. It's not my value at all. So if you design a necklace, then do each of these women uh, produce that necklace so you have enough that you actually uh, have uh, something for market? Or are you designing and they are each creating a different piece all the time? So basically, I'm going to buy as much of the bees that I can at the store. That's another challenge we have with the shortage right now. Like it's a little bit difficult. And this work with Railstone. So you can only have X amount of uh, design of the bees or a way they are made. So I try to buy everything they have at the store. I create the design. And if we can have 100, 200, we make them all. And when it's done, sometimes it's maybe not even come back and never again because we can just not put our end on this. And I think it can be an advantage of a small business that you want to carry something and always bring new design or new style in their store. We always hear offering something new almost every week. Now, uh, uh, we have, you know, lots of retailers who are in our audience, and I'm sure one of the reasons they listen is they're trying to find additional sources uh, for products that their customers would like. Uh, if I am a retailer, it doesn't really matter where I am, uh, what is the most efficient way for me to be able to start doing business with you and carrying your lines? So basically, I think the easiest way to go on our wholesale, uh, Maybe we're going to have a link in the podcast because Bijou is a French world and it's hard for uh, people who don't know how to spell it. But uh, you can go on my website and you can uh, register there. It's super easy. And I will contact you to just request for tax ID. And after that, you're good to go. You can look at all the model. And I also highly recommend people to go on our Facebook group, uh, Wholesale Omni. It's where you can see everything. It's new. And it's a very nice community where... Uh, the woman help each other as well that I built and I'm pretty proud of. So you're using social media as well. Oh yeah. Um, I try to be everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook group is the strongest one for wholesaler, but I find a lot of wholesale people with my TikTok slowly. TikTok is becoming more and more popular. I hear more and more individuals and businesses are starting to use it. Uh, you know, I think, again, it's a great way to uh, 
for a company to introduce itself and introduce uh, its products. Now, uh, you know, this is the Wisdom by Wessa podcast, so we always like to chat a little bit with our guests about how uh, they came across Wessa, uh, how Wessa helps them do their business. Uh, so why don't you chat a bit about your Wessa relationship? So what have been very good to me, it was the, I have a lot of questions. That was the first time I was doing a show period in the United States. And that was like probably one of the biggest I could have made. Go big or go home, right? Uh, Texas way. So I went there. <laughs> it was super fun, super easy. And what is fun is I did make a TikTok and he went, I have like 55,000 views about Waza and, and bring me a lot of people from, uh, the old gym that went to see us at Waza. So uh, that was pretty fun. I was pretty excited about this. Well, we're glad to hear that. We like to uh, uh, think that from a brand standpoint and a retailer standpoint uh, that we play an important role in bringing them together. And it's how we get a chance to find out and meet uh, uh, someone like you. Uh, I also like to ask our guests, especially those on the brand side, <clears throat> I know what their business is today. Uh, are you giving any thought to expanding the lines other than staying within the jewelry wire, maybe other products over and above jewelry that, uh, you would like to design and see made, or, uh, are you strictly going to stay with jewelry? I'm pretty sure I'm going to strictly stay with jewelry. It's where I belong. I even tried to do man's jewelry, but uh, <laughs> for some reason, I never came up with something pretty or efficient. <laughs> I don't know. It's nothing inside my creation vibe. But yeah, jewelry, it's where I belong. And uh, I just, uh, for sure, we're going to be to Waza in January. And we're going to go back for sure. This is a no-brainer for us. We want to be a part of this community. And, uh, yeah, we're going to stay, uh, stay strong with our jewelry. We've talked a lot about Texas, but do you ever go back to Canada? <clears throat> do you still well, go back uh, and without, say hello to people? No. So you'll stay in Texas and just keep making, keep making jewelry. Tell me a little bit, yeah. uh, and Casey always asks this as well. Do you wake up in the middle of the night with a great design idea or do you suffer oh, yeah. <laughs> and beat yourself up trying to find one or how, I mean, in, in what you're doing, new creative ideas are the engine that drives the business. You can't live off last month's or last year's design, but somewhere that creativity has to get uh, supercharged. And I'm just curious as to uh, uh, how you every day, every week maintain the excitement and the energy and come up with an idea that's different than you did yesterday or the day before. Uh, sometimes it's the pressure, like example, since I have 14 girls, sometimes they're like, okay, and they, I, I work them very freely they can come when they're ready and they got done their work they come to my house the warehouse and i say they say okay i'm going to be there in 20 minutes and i'm like okay I need to come up in something in 20 minutes so they can work on this and i just look what i have and it come pretty easy uh i'm blessed i never have the sometimes though i'm not gonna lie i buy a bees and it can't stand on my shelf for six eight months and I have a big quantity and I look at them and I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. And after that, something's going to come up out of the blue and more than likely at that time, it's a bestseller. So that's what is the funniest about it. When this happened, it happened a couple of times. 
Well, I think that the, the creative process obviously is what makes or breaks a business like yours. Um, and Casey, I know you've taken a look at that. You must uh, uh, vouch for the creativity, you see. Yes, you definitely um, hit what was on my mind. It always amazes me how I think it can be easy to come up with initial designs, but to keep coming up with designs over and over and keep them original and I always say you writer's block, but for jewelry designing, and of course you already answered that question. So I love your jewels. Um, one Thank more place so for me to go and, and shop. And also I love your story and it sounds like you're right where you're supposed to be and right where you want to be. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm very grateful. This is a true American dream. Like this is not a joke. I'm very blessed and I think uh, everything like uh, I'm very happy with what I'm doing and I really think it's my calling. So I'm keep doing it uh, every day with no problem at all. Well, I think that's great, and we're glad you took the time out of your busy day to, to uh, chat with us about the history of the company and how it functions now and how people can do business with you. Uh, and I've enjoyed the conversation immensely. I echo uh, what Casey said. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much, you guys. I hope you all have a good day. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at wisdombywessa.com. And, of course, we'd love to hear your feedback. There's a contact link on the website. The Wisdom by Wessa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wessa podcast. Wessa, where the industry meets.